Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. All right, get your helmets on. Let's go, let's go. It's time to hear from some of the best high school football coaches in the area. It's the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show, presented by your local pick-and-save stores. I feel that chill, smell that fresh cut. Let's turn it over to Muskego Athletic Director Ryan McMillan. And the fans' high school insider, Big time, Mike McGivern. Welcome into the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show. As always, presented by your local pick and save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, my co-host, Ryan McMillan, the Athletic Director at Muskego. Ryan, how you been? I've been all right. I'm hanging in there. Sun's shining, so I can't complain. <laughs> it is shining. Uh, you know what's interesting, Ryan, is people have come up to me and said, man, you're doing a high school football coaches show every Saturday for two hours. What are you going to talk about? Oh, my God. Ryan, we got more to talk about than if the season was going on. I believe that. Yeah, there's no doubt. There's uh, there's plenty to, to spin around the campfire, that's for sure. Man, and it's things are changing on a day-to-day basis. Let me run down today's show. Uh, Dan Brunner. Executive Director for the WFCA, I reached out to him this week and said, Dan, I really think we should have somebody, either you or other guys representing the WFCA, on every week until the season starts for at least one segment, probably two. And he said, Mike, I think I agree with you because there's so much going on that we can we can certainly uh, give people insight. So we're going to talk to Dan Brunner uh, for the first two segments. At uh, 1045, Joel Beard. He is a uh, Homestead grad. He's the AD at Beloit Memorial. He's going to join us and talk a little bit about what's going on in that neck of the woods. Then Scott Holler, the AD at Oak Creek, is going to join us, talk a little bit about that conference and what they're going to have to do because the Racine schools are not going to be playing in the fall. And then Patrick Wagner, head football coach at Milwaukee Riverside, is going to join us, talk about what's going on in the city conference. And then at, 10, at 11.30, uh, Matt Hensler, head football coach at Lake Geneva Badger, and one of my favorite guests, and he's just a really good guy, is going to join us, talk a little bit about what's going on in his conference. And, you know, Ryan, if everybody was doing the same thing, if everybody said, okay, we're going to do this and we're playing in the fall, then the show might be, okay, well, you know, not a whole lot to talk about, but everybody's doing something different. And Patrick said, I don't even know yet what we're doing, to be honest with you. I think I know, but I'm not sure. Scott said, here's what we're doing. We're going to do a round-robin tournament with these schools. And it's just like, man, and that's this week. Who knows what's going to happen next week. At Muskego and in your conference, Ryan, everybody's on the same page, correct? Yeah. It, it we are there's no doubt we are it, it's taken us some time to get there uh, but we have we have found a way to get there and, and we've had very uh, candid conversations with each other and 
uh, we're starting to pull everyone together and you know next week we're going to do it again and we're going to pull the, the superintendents in with us as well and get their feedback and, and keep everyone on the same page and open honest communication just so we know where everybody's at hey ryan i got a ton of response from last week's show and you know dan dan brun who's going to join us next was on the show and and being my co-host and what the common theme between all the responses that i got or the people that called me was that the athletic department at muskego is being led by a guy who's not afraid to lead and that is different in some areas throughout the state and maybe different in you know some schools but that was the common theme ryan was that okay your co-host is not a guy who's afraid to take that step out and say look this is what i believe and you know what let's go in this direction and so i think that that's really important for you to know that the people listening to the show that that's what they felt about what you had to say last week well you know i appreciate that and i think uh you know i don't necessarily way i just look at it as i got a strong compelling why and really it's not me it's it's the muskego norway school district yes. that we, we share this why and and we we really believe in kids and we really believe in in working our tail off to try to get kids to be successful and give them an opportunity and and um he's going to the spring or going to a modified schedule or anything else the only guarantee we have is what's right now in the present and if we can make it work in the present and we're going to take it day by day and if for some reason we can't and and things shift and change and and those who are more intelligent than us come and tell us to uh you know, we're going to respect that, but we're at least going to control what we can control and, and work our tails off to make it happen for kids. We are now joined uh, by the executive director of the Wisconsin Football Coaches Association. He is Dan Brunner. And Dan, same, same question for you and, and comment. After that show last week, it was, hey, look, you had some guys on your show that aren't afraid to lead. And as the executive director of the Wisconsin Football Coaches Association, there comes a time after you have your discussions that 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 buck stops with you, pal. And you got to say, OK, this is the way we're going to go. And I think it's important that people understand that, you know, it, it can get lonely up on top, I'm sure. But you have to make decisions. And I appreciate the fact that you're willing to come on this show and say, here's what my beliefs are. Not a problem. And, and good morning, Ryan. Good morning, Mike. Um, the. Um you know the WFCA. You know we're we're just so fortunate to have such great um, leaders uh, on our executive board and our our general board of directors, our region reps. And and I think the, the nice thing about it uh, is that we're we're pretty much all on the same page, and we've got a great um, group of coaches who have echoed uh, kind of the sentiments that Ryan put forward um, last. Show where it's kind of like, you know, we had a great opportunity here um, with Dave Anderson and Wade Lebecki from the WIAA putting forth um, kind of a second chance opportunity. And it's kind of like, you know, if you don't give it a shot in the fall, you lose that. You know, if you give it a shot in the fall and you're successful, great. If you don't give it a shot in the fall, who knows what's going going to come down the road? And if all everything fails in the second in the second semester in the spring season, you've lost your opportunity. Period. Those kids get no football opportunities the entire school year. So it's it's kind of like why wouldn't you give it a shot in the fall if it has if it shuts down before you played four games? You now get a second shot at completing your season. So, you know, that's kind of where we're coming from. Hey, guys, I got a call yesterday and, and from a high school football coach who asked me not, he, he, he would not come on the show, asked me not to name him. But he said, look, here's the difference with, with our, the group that I'm with. Um, the person on the top is saying, hey, we need to have more meetings because I want to hear what everybody has to say and I want to know what everybody's feeling and I want to know what everybody's thought process is rather than saying, okay, we're going to keep this group a little bit smaller, people I trust, and then I'm going to step out and say, here's what we're doing. And this coach said, Mike, I don't, 
I can't even, I wouldn't even come on because I don't know exactly what we're doing yet. And it's because there's a lack of leadership at the top. And I don't, again, don't use my name if we can do this off the record. And I asked him, would it be okay if I at least said this? And they said, and the guy said, sure, of course. And he said, but that's the struggle that I'm having right now. Because, you know, we have one listening session and everybody says, let's do it this way. And the second listening session, they say, let's do it a different way. And, and during those listening sessions, there's 15 different options rather than saying, okay, here it is. Let's try it in the fall. If it works, great. If it doesn't, we have this backup. And when Ryan said, look, I wish we would have kept that in our back pocket, you know, we would have kept that to say, look, your only option right now is to play in the fall. And if, if something happens, we can't. Then we can roll the second option out. I thought that was really, really smart, and I wish that maybe that would have happened, because now you've got schools, Dan, that are are have already decided half of the conference is going to play, and three schools are going to play in the spring, and so that really is going to kind of screw up a lot of this stuff for those conferences. Yeah, it is, and, and, and you know when we spoke last, Mike, you know I, I I guess I was kind of losing my faith in the amount of schools that we're going to give it a shot in the fall, but I, I kind of gotten reinvigorated now when I've, I've seen a number of schools, uh, you know, it, it is getting back to that 65, 35, 70, 30 now that we originally talked about. And, you know, I'm hoping it even would, would jump a little higher because I, I think, um, as you said, people are coming around to understand that if you do not give it a shot in the fall, you got one shot in the spring and that's it. Yeah, I, I agree. When you look at the list that uh, Travis Wilson put out on Wisports.net, and you know when you see you know conferences where they, they are all on the same page, right? So good, We're, we are going to do this together. But then you look at some of the conferences, and you know the Badger Conference. You've got a couple of con- couple of teams that postponed till the spring, and then some that are playing, and that some that you know, still don't know. There's not a check mark. You know, you look at the Big Rivers Conference and you've got Chippewa Falls wants to play. And then you've got a couple of Claire Memorial, uh, Claire North that are going to the spring. And then you look at Hudson and Menominee and New Richmond. They, they haven't decided yet. So I don't even know how they can put a schedule out, Ryan. And, and if, if you still have schools that are trying to make the decision on their own, how do you make, how do you get a schedule together? Yeah, I think the the schedule is a potential you know nightmare from the athletic department's uh, point of view, and and you, you got to use all mediums and all platforms. You start to see uh, Twitter and and all the social media handles coming out with, hey, this is where we're at. This is what we have open. If there's anybody out there that's willing to play, please let us know, and let's try to to make it happen. And and ideally, you'd like to stay and limit, limit travel and keep it very regional if you can, but the way the state of the fairs are in our state is that's not going to be possible for uh, certain areas of our state, and there's going to be a little bit of travel that's going to have to occur to give kids opportunity. And it's just, you know, it's, it's the, the crazy thing about this whole piece is you look at it from the state level. The WIA said they did not want to take any opportunities away from anybody. Governor Evers has not stepped in and taken any opportunities away from anybody. And now you're starting to see and and our school districts taking away opportunities, a.k.a. the fall season, from people. And it's like, and, and I just don't understand the why um, unless they're being told they have to by their Department of Health, which is not the case as far as I understand. Yeah, I agree. Hey, Dan, how, how much of your day right now is, you know, talking to coaches and trying to talk them off the ledge and talking to them about making sure if their school has not decided, making sure that they are, you know, prepared to get going as soon as possible so they're not – you know, thinking, well, we're, I'm going to play in the spring, so I don't need to be prepared for the first practice. How much is your day talking to some of the coaches from around the state and what's going on in their areas? Well, you know, I'm, I'm getting a, a lot of inquiries from, from coaches, just just uh, more so along this line, Mike. It's, it's kind of like what, what would be available 
well, you know, what if we go to the spring? You know, what can we do in the in the uh, in the fall and so forth? And they're 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 leery of having these outside forces come in and grab their kids to do like seven on seven tournaments and and, and club type things and so forth. More along those lines, because to be honest with you, Mike, it's like the football coaches. I mean, if you said, "Hey, we got to start tomorrow," they're ready. It's like, bam, you know, they've been they prepare like twenty four seven, three sixty five for football. I mean, they're they're ready to go. They know what they're doing on on day one, day two, day three. You know, they've got that all. That that's like you just open the door and that stuff pops out. I mean, they know exactly how to conduct their first week of practice and prepare and so forth. <laughs> you take a guy like, you know, Bill Young. I mean, they're not all like Bill Young, but, you know, when football practice ends at the end of the season, the next day he's preparing for game one of that next season. And that's kind of like the, the model that, that, that we have in the state. We have such excellent football coaches. But, but I'm getting these inquiries like, hey, if we're kicked to the spring – what can we do? You know, what can the WFCA do to help us keep our claws in these kids, and and, and so that we don't lose them? Right. Uh, so I'm, you know, here's something that you know we we're doing. Just you know, and I guess we we're announcing it on the show. Uh, we've always had a great combine, and you've been there, Mike, in, in uh-huh. the spring. Um. So we thought, well, hey, listen, if if our if we got guys playing in the spring. Let's offer a combine for those kids so they get some exposure that they're not going to get by playing in the fall. So on October 24th, we're going to hold a combine again with Brad Arnett and the Next Level crew, and you've seen how they operate. They're so professional. I mean, that's where the Watt brothers work out. Um, We're going to hold a combine at the Next Level on October 24th this fall for the players that are playing spring football and then in this in april we will hold a, another combine probably again at next level for the fall football players uh to give them an opportunity and, and the neat thing about the october combine uh we're going to let current seniors participate spring football seniors because normally seniors are, are not at our combine but if they're not playing in the fall we want to give them an opportunity for some exposure so that you know that's, that's something huge. that that I think is a neat thing that we're going to be able to do uh, to do this fall. And that hey Dan, it's huge. It's huge for these kids because of the you know we did we weren't able to do the combine this year at Sussex Hamilton. Um, October twenty fourth is information up on the the WFCA website for this yet? Not yet. Uh, we we're actually uh, we just met yesterday to finalize the date and. Uh, we're working with Travis to put together uh, all of the logistics and the specifics, and, and we will get that out to all head coaches. And again, it's you know we've had coaches say, you know, um, I actually had some coaches ask me later when they they got drift of this, they can fall foot no fall football players not participate in the fall combine. This is only for spring football players to give them a shot, but we will. As soon as we get all of that put together, we'll get that out to everybody, and it will then be on the website as well. Boy, that's that's huge news and, and, and breaking news. And we don't get yeah. a chance to break news on this show very often, Dan, so thank no. you for that. <laughs> um, spring football, if, if your school is playing spring, there's going to be a combine October 24th um, at Next Level with Next Level, and that's going to include seniors. And I'll make sure... That as we, you know, each week Ryan and I uh, will will certainly promote that combine for those kids that are going to be being playing football in, in the spring. Guys, let's get you a break, Dan. If it's okay, I'd like to hold you over for one more segment. I got a few more questions for you. He is Dan Brunner, executive director for the WFCA, and Ryan McMillan, who is my co-host and the athletic director at Muskego. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, my co-host, Ryan McMillan. 
the athletic director at Muskego High School, and our special guest. One more segment is Dan Brunner, executive director for the WFCA. Hey, Dan, um, when I'm looking at that list that Travis put out, and Ryan, I'm going to ask you the same question. When you've got a school like Brown Deer, where they're the only school in the conference that's decided to play in the spring, and, and Ryan, I'll start with you, actually. How are they going to find games? And they're going to be able to, to, to have seven games in the spring, but if they're the only school in the conference that's not playing, it's going to be up the up to the athletic director to try to fill that schedule. Is that correct? Yeah, essentially it's going to be the athletic director and their football staff. And I can honestly tell you, go high school, we, we had feelers out all across the nation as we've been working through this. And, and that sounds a little ridiculous, but it's, it's true because we just, we knew we wanted to do whatever we could to, to give our kids an opportunity to play. The hard part is you're going to have to gain approval to travel. Roundier is going to have to be willing to play schools that may be smaller than them, may be bigger than them, and may not be in their region. And if their school district supports them on that, which I think they can do all of the above uh, safely, um, then that's that's kind of be, going to be the reality that they're going to be living in. Wow. Boy, that's going to be a difficult, I think, thing for a school like Brown Deer to be able to find, especially since every school in their conference, and then a conference that's close to them, Hope School is the only school that wants to play in the spring. So that might be one matchup. Um, Dan, how much assistance can the WFCA do for the coaches over at Brown Deer uh, for Brown Deer to try to find some some competition if they're going to play in the spring, you know we we've always kind of shied away from from uh, that. Uh, I I know that Wade Lebecki and Dave Anderson we've talked to them, and uh, they are going to and they're really hoping to to get a games wanted um, situation right uh, on their website where people can go to. And they're promoting that heavily, and we're kind of reinforcing that, that people get that information on the WIAA website in that Games Wanted area where coaches can then go and athletic directors can then go and try to find matchups. It's, it, and, again, it all goes back to um, we are very heavily promoting people to try to give it a shot in the fall. And along those lines, you know, and you know, Doug, uh, Doug Sarver, our past president, yep. has a, a, a strong group of coaches that he's been communicating with regularly uh, along the just basically trying to promote that fall, um, you know, give it a shot in the fall thing so that you got a second chance opportunity in the spring if it fails. And Doug, uh, we and I, he and I talk every day and. And he said that that email chain has been growing exponentially as are kind of getting to the, you know, the point of no return here where they realize, hey, you know, we got to try and give this thing a shot so that we aren't doing what Ryan just said, scrambling to try to find games in the spring or even in the fall if all of your conferences bump into the spring. So it's a tough situation. Hey, Dan, I know we don't have a lot. Um, we don't, have, at least in this area, don't have a lot of eight-man football in this area. No. But up north and, and throughout the state, it's really growing, and there is a lot. Um, have How much different, and, and I'm looking at, again, what, what Travis put together, you know, there is like the Lakeland East Conference, Lakeland West, they're all in. But then yeah. there looks to be a number of conferences that they're either unsure, they haven't made their decision. Have you had a chance to talk to some of these either independent or guys that are part of the conference in eight-man football? And what's your feeling? Do most of them want to try to play in the fall? Yeah, and we've got great leadership with eight-man football. Don Kenzier is is on our exec board, and he's kind of the guru of eight-man football, uh, former head coach at Luck. I mean, just I mean, that, you talk about uh, a great eight-man football program. That Luck program is, I mean, you, they're respected nationwide. And Don uh, has a great handle on that and is a big proponent of playing in the fall. And, you know, we're up to 49 teams, and, and I would think that the majority of them will be 
uh, giving it, <clears throat> excuse me, giving it a shot in the fall. Yeah, I boy, I'll tell you what, I think that uh, I think that they're gonna knowing some of those guys, and I and I got a chance to spend some time with the coach at Sevastopol a couple years ago, and that's a tough nosed dude. And you know what? If uh, if there's any chance that he can get his kids uh, to play in the fall, that's what that's what he's gonna try to. Uh, to do that's for sure. Um, hey, uh, Dan, last question, and then we, we will definitely cut you loose. When, when you talk to some of these guys, um, and I'm sure that some want to go off the record and some will, uh, will talk on the record, but you know, when you look at like the Woodland conference and you, you say, Hey boy, you know, there are some schools that have already made that decision. There are some schools, um, that are going to want to play in the fall, but not a lot of them. You look at Grafton, you look at, at Wisconsin Lutheran. Do you know through the WIA that, that is there still time um, if they want to change back and say, okay, let's, let's give this a shot in the fall. Can they, can schools still, um, still change if they want? Absolutely. I mean, they're the September, September one is kind of the deadline where the WIAA wants to know, whether or not they're going to play in the fall, but um, it, it'll work both ways after that, where it's, it's not a hard and fast deadline. Um, you know, if they had their druthers, they, they just want to provide opportunity for athletes to compete. They would, they are behind us. They would prefer that schools give it a shot in the fall, but if not, you know, and I give them a lot of credit for providing that spring opportunity but they, they would prefer schools give it a shot in the fall. If it doesn't work, you can switch and vice versa. That's good. I'm I'm hoping that they're having those conversations. And Ryan, I, I didn't ask you if I could do this, but I'm and, and we go to a break, you can yell at me if you want. But for those schools and athletic directors that uh, you know, I've made the decision to go to spring and now are having second thoughts. You want to talk to somebody. Uh, I would reach out to Ryan McMillan. I'd reach out to Dan Brunner, to these guys, and just ask what their why is. You know, what is your why and, and, and how did you make that decision? And, and can we, you know, let's have that conversation and maybe they can help you um, understand and then take it to your board or take it to your superintendent and say, look, we may have jumped the gun on this thing. Let's take a let's take a second look at it, and uh, maybe we should be playing in the fall. And uh, I would certainly reach out to either Ryan McMillan at Muskego High School or Dan Brenner, the executive director of the WFCA. Dan, thank you so much for your time, and I'm glad that you agreed with me that it's important we have somebody representing the WFCA on every week uh, yeah. leading up to the, the to the. Uh, to kick off into the season because things are changing rapidly. No problem, Mike. Excellent. That's Dan Vernon. Let's get to a break. Other side of the break, Ryan and I got a few things to talk about. At 1045, Joel Beard, Athletic Director at Beloit Memorial, followed by Scott Holler, the Athletic Director at Oak Creek, and then Patrick Wagner, Head Football Coach at Milwaukee Riverside, and then Matt Hensler, Head Football Coach at Lake Geneva Badger will join us. Man, it's a busy show, but a fun show. A lot of different ways these people are going about it. The AD at Bloor Memorial, they're not playing in the fall. They've made that decision, that conference. Scott Holler at Oak Creek, whole different animal with what they're doing. And Patrick Wagner, he'll tell us what's going on in the city. It's just, uh, boy, it's really interesting to me. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGiver, my co-host, the athletic director at Muskego High School, Ryan McMillan. So, Ryan, I thought Dan uh, Brunner had some really good points, and, and I think he he uh, agrees a lot with, with some of the things that uh, that you said last week as far as, um, you know, giving this a shot and, and keeping that in your back pocket. Uh, one question that I have, and I got a text from, uh, from somebody that uh, asked me this and, and wondered if you can answer it. Um, what about the kids that play in a season in the fall, 
and then enter their parents and their and either of their parents have moved to a different district in January. Can they now play a whole nother season? Has there been any consideration or literature for an issue like that? Uh, so not to that specific situation. There is the regular transfer rule. If if it's a complete and total address change and kids are picking up and, and moving for all the right reasons, obviously, hopefully just, um, you know, not for count competitive gain, but you know, to get an opportunity and those types of things, and it's a it's a life change. Then they then they'll be okay. And if they have to move situations, and yeah, they're gonna get to experience whatever that school district has to offer. Uh, pending, they pass all of the transfer guidelines and compliance uh, segments that are out there, and they get approval from the WI and their and their own school district. So they so if a kid plays, let's just uh, use Bayport. Kid plays Bayport. They play in the in the fall. Dad gets transferred to, you know, Greendale, and Greendale is going to be playing in the spring. He would then get a chance to play a second football season. Yeah, that's correct. And, and when you look at the rules, you know, some of the other sports other than football, you can get darn near all the way halfway through or if you get canceled i believe it reads if you get canceled at any time in every sport other than football you can have a full complete second season in the spring if you so choose if you didn't threshold of what is a complete season so again as you take a look at the rules there's really no reason not to give this thing a try as long as you got your ducks in a row um and if you don't have a plan well that's that's on you, but you know, start calling those that have a plan and figure out how you can whip one together so your kids can get going. Yeah, you no are doubt. correct, Mike, that that can happen. Well, hey, um, so thank you for that text, Coach. I appreciate it. Um, hey, Ryan, at the end of the last segment, you know, I, I I stepped you out a little bit without asking, but and I appreciate the text that you sent during the break, but happy to help anyone who seeks it, especially to to help unify this this state for kids. And I think it's important to, to know that if, if there are some athletic directors, some coaches, some, uh, you know, people that are involved, uh, school principals, that your school has already made the decision and now you're starting to second guess it, I would reach out to, to Ryan McMillan. I'd reach out to Dan Brunner um, and just say, hey, look, can you give me some talking points? You know, that, that text that you sent me the other day from the, uh, the doctor up in Wausau was unbelievable. You know, the Wausau School from a respected uh, cardiac surgeon up in Wausau, I think he laid it out really, really well. And I tried to get uh, Dr. McGuinn to, to, to join us today, who was on the on the call with the WIA, because I think you're hearing stuff from guys like that different than what you're hearing, you know, through some of the, the, the news that, that we pick up, correct? Oh, absolutely. And, and once you sift through that's the hardest part about you know living in today's day and age is is what news are you looking for and what you know people will use the science but they use the science when it's convenient for them and, and can can help them with whatever their agenda or they're wondering or they're looking for the hard part is and again just a lot of people don't have the time or time i guess to dig a little further to see what studies are accredited, uh, which studies have been peer-reviewed, which studies are are uh, current and up to date and are not being pulled, um, you know, from various different situations and and just regurgitated in, in a different or different media, um, you know. And the interesting part about uh, Dr. Tim McGuine's research is he's not just researching for the state of Wisconsin or the University of Wisconsin, our flagship organization in our state. He's he's the lead researcher nationwide for the national schools. So it's not like Dr. McGuine can just sit there and throw out some frivolous stats and, you know, you know, play the politics the way some people would like to to help advance others' political agenda because he'll get destroyed one way or the other and he has to be on point. And his data has to be relevant and current and and, and uh, accredited and, and peer reviewed and all that stuff. And he has like a team of 
I believe like 10 to 12 that's underneath him of, of researchers out of UW Madison that are making this thing happen and uh, it's unique and it's it's you got to find the the right info and I thought I, I applaud the surgeon uh, that stepped up and I believe his uh, name was uh, Fritz um, and he did a great job of just putting his his medical background out there and, and sifting through the data the way medical technicians and the medical professionals with who are, are ethical in their practice do on a not like that's something new for him he's got all sorts of studies that he has to figure out how is this going to impact my community how is this going to impact my practice and my uh, institution that I work for because they have they, they got to give impeccable um, customer care and if they don't they're going to go out of business and, and and people will die in their profession I think he was a cardiac surgeon, right? So yep. It's, and you know, reading he, that, uh, he, when he says, "Look, my commitment to healthcare delivery in our region has been the mission of the last three decades of my career," and you know, he then says, that, "Look, I have, I have great respect for the Wausau school system, and have three children who have benefited from uh, its great quality. One, a graduate from Harvard, another a master's, um, and then a third who was a, a general surgeon." So he says, look, I'm sensitive to the importance of your decision regarding how to open schools, but I'm deeply concerned that you're being swayed by disinformation and distorted data. And then he goes and, st- and he just really clearly states, here's here's the data that, that I know to be correct and truthful. And it was just really interesting. He was willing to go in today's world. There's not a lot of guys willing to stick their neck out like he did. Right. No, and, and that's it is. When you speak up, really, today's day and age, it feels like currently that uh, you're going to get uh, bombarded from probably both sides, and in one way or another, depending on what you say. And, and there is a, a culture of fear out there right now, um, in, in to each their own, and that's the perception and the life experiences. And you just, where I land at the end of the day, and this is just myself, is... I don't fear uh, the virus or, or fear, uh, you know, all of the medical pieces out there, but I definitely do respect them, and I definitely right. do have a great deal of care for kids, and and that's why, like, people think, you know, you're just opening up sports and you don't really care, and you, you know, you're just cutting it loose, and and that's not the case at all. We we've made numerous concessions across the board. We're doing over, you know excessive planning to break down and, and, and spread kids out and, and find ways to make smaller groups for more space adhere to social distancing and we got kids that are wearing masks and in all facets of every organization that we do and I give our coaches a lot of credit because they're right in the boat with me and it's not convenient it is not convenient at all however it is what's right for these young adolescents and and uh happen and anyone who thinks it's just going to be normal it's not you're going to have to make concessions to make it go hey ryan real quick before we get to a break and if you have guys haven't made the decision yet um you know we can i'll ask you in another week or two weeks but has the conference or the school at muskego made it made a uh, any kind of decision on fans to games on media to games things like that so uh week or so two weeks ago maybe it uh it's been a essential game staff only and again why is it that way because essentially we are putting all of our time and energy and all of one basket and that basket is giving the kids the opportunity to do what they do compete play have that outlet connect them to the curriculum and in school and all those things so as we continue to fine tune all of the process and procedures that just goes into getting our games off the we continue to evaluate um, the fan slash spectator piece on a, on a bi-weekly basis uh, we're going to evaluate it again this coming week continue to have conversations countywide and, and you know at the highest levels of our school district you know all together and in one place at one time and and work with medical professionals too. It's not an easy conversation, 
but it is uh, it's a conversation that if we can make it work, let's try to make it work. But right now, we we do need to stay focused on the kids to keep the the programs open, moving, and going, and, and ensuring that happens. If we can make the other pieces happen in time, uh, I think we'll continue to work and make that thing happen. Where did sideline reporters and media guys that are going to call into a scoreboard show are they essential? So they are are in the tiering of the WI as you look at it. They're in that kind of that tier two preferred uh, mm-hmm. category, and I think in everything that we have kind of written up is is if media folks want to come out, um, we feel it's important because. We want the media there to tell the story of these kids. You heard uh, Coach Brunner talk about the seniors to potentially advance their career and, and gain an education, and that might be their vehicle to getting a, a, a college education. Um, and if that's the case, we want the media out there uh, to help tell that story. However, there's going to be a caveat with that. The media is going to have to abide by all of our you know mask wearing social distancing it might be in certain segments of our facilities or areas and places and spaces um, and you know maybe post game interviews are limited or not limited it just kind of depends as we keep ebbing and flowing with this and, and working with everybody but we definitely feel like those be in our places to help tell the story of the student athlete and the school district you know, Ryan, there are some uh, silent reporters that people think probably should wear a mask anyway, so that's going to work out <laughs> fairly well for a few of those people, not certainly me, of course. Let's get to a break. Other side of the break, Joel Beard, athletic director at Beloit Memorial High School, will join us. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The Fan, I'm Mike McGiver, my co-host, the athletic director at Muskego High School. He's Ryan McMillan. And as we talked about in the beginning, you know, conferences, schools, districts, everybody's, you know, going a different direction. And I had a chance to have Joel Beard. Uh, He is a Homestead grad. Had him on uh, two weeks ago during the the Dave Keel show that we did, and I, I asked him to come on. He's the athletic director at Beloit Memorial uh, High School, and they are part of the Big 8 Conference. It's uh, the Madison School, Sun Prairie, uh, Verona, and uh, Beloit Memorial, and they decided a while ago, you know, before the WI meetings, all of it, they postponed to the spring. And something, again, different, and I asked Joel if he would come on and said, look, I... I don't want to get you in trouble, but I'm going to ask you some questions, and, and, you know, I don't want you to say anything that anybody's going to yell at you for. And he started laughing. He said, you know, he said, look, I'm a grown man. I'll be all right. So, Joel Beard, thanks a lot. AD at Beloit Memorial, how you doing? I'm doing great, Mike. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, you bet. So, you your conference, um, the Big 8, decided a while ago that, you know what, we are going to, we are going to postpone this thing. Uh, we're either going to cancel fall sports or if we could move into the spring. So even before that alternative schedule came out with the WIA, your conference had made that decision. Um, were you surprised how early you guys made that decision? Um, I'm not. Um, our, our our conference is a little, a little it's not unique, but we have the Rock County, Rock County and Dane County. And Dane County has been um, shut down for ac- activities. So majority of our conference... Uh, is in Dane County, so you have the Madison Schools. That's four, uh, Sun Prairie, Verona, Middleton. That's seven right there of the ten schools that are in the Big Eight. And then there's us and Janesville Parker and Janesville Craig. So and we're in the Rock County. So our situations are a little bit different, but as a conference, we tried to stick together. And uh, they they understood uh, where they were going to be in the Dane County moving forward. So we figured let's just go ahead and do it right now, and um, because this is where we're going to be, and let's let's just wait and see what the WIA presents for us, um, and uh, we can we can move forward with that. Hey, has there been any talk, Joel, 
um, within the conference now that the decision has been made to, to, to offer that alternative schedule. If you start in the fall and it doesn't work out, if you need to shut it down, you can still then move to the spring. And what Dan Brunner with the uh, Wisconsin Football Coach Association talked about, he said, look, if you don't start in the fall, if you make the decision, we're just going to spring, and then something happens in the spring, uh, then these kids get no chance to play football. Has there been any discussion within the Big 8 Conference that maybe you guys might want to relook at this and try to do something in the fall? Uh, well, not as a conference. Uh, we're, there were some discussions between ourselves and Janesville and Milton um, because we're all in the Rock County. Yep. Um, and that was something that we were looking at in the fall to possibly do something for our sport, our fall sports to compete and give our kids the opportunity. Because, I mean, honestly, I believe in that too, and that um, we should try to give our kids the opportunity, the best opportunity we can. And if there's a chance for us to um, do fall sports, then we should seriously look at that. And, and we did. And um, it just didn't work out. Uh, our, our districts decided that, we should wait to the spring, and, and I'm okay with that. I understand that, um, but I totally understand what Ryan's talking about and, and what um, Coach Brunner's talking about. It's, you know, um, I feel for the kids, like it's specific, specifically football. Uh, being a former college coach, I know how much that senior season film matters to the recruitment and all those things and the opportunities at the next level, at any level. And not having that for a senior and possibly even a junior um, is tough because they didn't have the summer, the summer um, exposure camps and showcases. They didn't have that either. Uh, so it's it's tough for some kids right now to to hold on to that dream of playing college sports or whatever whatever sport that may be. So I was really an advocate for um, giving them those opportunities. So I'm really hoping that. We can do that in the spring, but we're going to do some things here in the fall um, that we're going to have to get creative to, to still give kids a chance. So we can do some workout things and maybe we can film it and, and, and send it to the colleges and put something together for them um, and just stay within the rules of what we can and cannot do just hey. to keep our kids uh, engaged. He is Joel Beard, the athletic director at Beloit Memorial. Ryan, one of the things that uh, Co uh, Coach Brunner, that Dan Brunner brought up, uh, he said, look, we've got to be really protective to, for these kids and make sure that we're not losing kids to all of a sudden seven-on-seven seven programs or some other uh, programs that are saying, hey, look at, look at us over here. Your high school didn't care enough about you, but we do. Come on this way. Is your fear for some of the, the, the schools and some of the kids in the conferences that have already made the decision to play in the spring that that's going to be the case, Ryan? Oh, 100%. Uh, it's, and it's out there, um, you know, in a lot of different sports. In our area, there has been talk of, of a private um, U18, if you will, club football organizing to be able to play in the fall if we didn't. Um, I can tell you in the swimming and soccer worlds, there are, are folks across the state that are lobbying hard to get schools to go to the, to the spring because that means they can offer a whole uh, club season right oh by the way charge $2,500 per athlete and make oh. some serious money and and uh and then and then have their fingers crossed that you know for their financial gain that it, it may potentially happen again in the spring and then they can keep doing what they do so uh, the boys' volleyball world, there's talks of trying to develop things like that. Um, so it, it's not as uh, as simple as everybody thinks. And when school districts close their doors, those that that are, are business folks and, and are looking to make money off our students are swooping in and, and taking their shots. Hey, uh, Joel, have you heard any of that um, kind of talk up in your neck of the woods as well? Oh, absolutely. You know, um there's, there's so many options that pop up, and, and we you can throw in Illinois for us because we're so close to the border that there's opportunities for club sports and all these other things that are popping up. And um, trying to educate your kids on what, what's actually going on is tough because they just want to participate and do some things. So, um, yeah, it's it's I agree with Ryan. It, it's, it's tough. I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be tough, and I'm really worried that 
we lose our kids to those um, club sports and, and they don't come back, especially this spring. It's going to be really tough because everything's condensed. And when you're looking at soccer and volleyball, that's that's high club season, you know, and losing our girls and boys volleyball teams to club is, is a reality. No doubt. Hey, Joel, I told you when uh, when we talked for about 45 minutes prior to the Dave Keel thing, if I need an AD up in that neck of the woods, I'm coming your way. Because we are closer to that Mequon School District, and you said, hey, man, you call me anytime you want. I appreciate your willingness uh, to be the, my, my athletic director of choice up in that Beloit and Madison area. So thank you for that. Oh, I appreciate it. I'm, just, I'm trying to get to the level where Ryan's at right now. Man, good luck with that. We all are. We all are. Have you, <laughs> Joel, have you met, his, well, you met his wife? Trust me. He will kick his coverage oh, by two miles, Joel Beard. Hey, Joel, thank you so much. AD at Beloit Memorial. I really appreciate it. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, Scott Holler. Birthday boy. It was his birthday this week, by the way. How I know that stuff, I don't ask. You don't want to know. He's the AD at Oak Creek, and he's going to join us. They've got a whole different thing going on in his conference. Racine School's out. Now they're going to play around Robin with Kenosha and Franklin and Oak Creek, things like that. Um, AD at Oak Creek and my co-host for the baseball show, Scott Holler, will join us on the other side. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 